A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Word of the Lord. You may remember hearing about Flint, Michigan in the news maybe five or six years ago. The city had decided to change its source of water from the city of Detroit to instead a nearby river that had been polluted by manufacturing. So immediately after the change was made, residents began complaining that the water was discolored. It smelled foul. They were afraid to even try drinking it, but the city ignored them. So the residents got a group of researchers to come in and they tested the water quality of 250 homes in the city of Flint and found that in nearly half of them, there were perilously high levels of lead. In 15 to 17%, the level of lead was so high that it should have demanded immediate action from the city. But still, the residents were ignored. So they sued the city. They demanded their attention. And that's precisely what Jesus is doing in the gospel today. And he's doing it for the same reason. He wants us to take a moment to take stock of what is the source that we are turning towards for the water of our lives or that which fills us, which gives us security, which gives us comfort, gives us peace of mind. What source do we go to for that? When I read those Beatitudes, every time I go through them, I myself feel a bit convicted. Because the truth is, is that I sleep in a home that has electricity, running water, gas, cable, internet, all of which is working most of the time. And I'm happy that it works as well as it does. I certainly don't desire the insecurity, the poverty that Jesus seems to be suggesting in the Beatitudes. I have to worry more about how much I'm eating versus whether there's enough available. And I certainly do not desire to be hated by anyone. I like being liked and being aware of it doesn't always make it easier to let go of it. But that's why these Beatitudes are so good because it is Jesus kind of clapping his hands in front of us and saying, pay attention, look at me. I have a question for you. 
When you make a decision, what do you base it on? That will help you know what source it is that you turn towards for the waters of life. And there's three things that I want to focus on today. It's not an exclusive list, but there are three things that I think we often can turn towards as the waters of our own life that actually are poisoned, even if we don't realize it initially. That's why that question, what do you base your decisions on, can be so helpful. Money, popularity, and perfection. I've heard a joke among the Jesuits that money always comes second to God, but it is a darn close second. Money is an absolute necessity. We need money to pay bills. We need it to buy groceries. We need it to pay the rent or the mortgage. But it is, at the end of the day, just a tool. And it's not that which gives us life. It's just something we can use to facilitate other things. Granted, there come times in life when we have to be very worried about money because we need it to make ends meet. But isn't it interesting how people who have a ton of money can spend just as much time worrying about it as someone who doesn't have nearly enough? Money in itself doesn't bring us life. It's just a tool. Popularity. This is for the high school students that might hear me. Popularity is so attractive and it feels like it's what we need at times. We need people to like us. We need to feel like we belong in the group. And we're willing sometimes to make sacrifices in order for that to be possible that actually poison and hurt us. Christ is trying to say, don't turn to popularity. Because if you depend upon people's opinions for your happiness, you will always need to spend your energy trying to figure out how to please them. That's poisoned water. And perfection. This is good for those who want to be good. And the more you want to be good, the more relevant this one is. Because we have a tendency to fall into wanting to be perfect and earn the worthiness to stand before God, to receive his forgiveness, to allow him to be merciful with us. But God never said that we needed to earn it. At no point did Christ say, I prefer sacrifice, not mercy. Money, popularity, perfection. Those are three poisoned sources of water that sometimes we don't even realize we're drawing from, which is why it's so helpful to pause and ask, what do you base your decisions on? Christ proposes something else instead. This comes from the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Blessed are they who trust in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. They are like trees planted beside waters that stretch out their roots to the stream. They fear not the heat when it comes, their leaves stay green. In the year of drought they show no distress, but still bear fruit. God wants us to sink our roots deep into the waters of trust in Him. He's not saying we don't need to think about money at all or, or be inconsiderate of what others think of us. But he is asking us, calling our attention to where we draw our water from. Because no matter what life we're leading or how we're leading our lives, there are going to come moments when there is heat and there is drought. And when those moments come, if we're depending upon the popularity, the money, our own perfection, 
and that that river doesn't give us life when we most need it. The residents of Flint went through a long, difficult battle and a lot of publicity to get the damage done addressed, and it took time. But the good news is that even if time had passed and poor decisions had been made, it was never too late to turn it around. Inspired by this, I'd like to read a different list of Beatitudes, my own attempt at these in our contemporary context. And I will end with these. Woe to you when you prefer the praise of others to the promise of God. For when the drought comes, the river will run dry. Woe to you when you put money above love. For whether you have a lot or a little, you will know loneliness. Woe to you when you pride yourself on your perfection. For when you make a mistake, you will have no room for mercy. Blessed are you when you tire of pretending to be in control. For God will share with you what he desires. Blessed are you when you fail yourself, for you will find new life in trust. Blessed are you when there is nowhere left to turn but God, for he has never left your side. Blessed are you when you know that you need him because he awaits to embrace you. <laughs>